welcome to the Intern Whisper Live, the show all about internships and how to excel and do well. This is Matt. This is Isabella. You might have to tune that down just a bit. It sounds kind of echoey. Thank you. Okay, so a reminder to our listeners, you can call us live on the air. The phone number is 407-582-2906. We've had that happen twice. It makes our day when people call us live. It really so does. So I hope Charlotte calls us. <laughs> um, you can also chat with us online through Interim Pursuits Facebook Live Chat. We have two more tickets. I was able to get two more tickets to Mr. Jacob Banks. It's hashtag Mr. Jacob Banks. And you can go to his concert on February 13th. That's next week, people. And to win those tickets, you have to post a comment about tonight's show on Interim Pursuits Facebook or Instagram page and use that hashtag and tell us what you like about the show. Hopefully, it's going to be Charlotte, and she's going to say, I love the guest, <laughs> which would be true. That would be awesome. And she could win tickets to go and s- take you guys to Valentine's event. Very true. Yeah. So if you want to visit Jacob Banks' uh, website, you go to www.mrjacobbanks.com. All right. Coming up in this episode of the Intern Whisperer Live, we're going to meet Mitchell Gross, our guest for tonight's show, our Wild Card Wednesday topic, cybersecurity, and internpursuit.tech launched for early sign-up. Yay! I'm really excited. So how can people find us? You can find us on Interim Pursuit is on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on Twitter, on Instagram, and YouTube. And you can also find us, uh, the Interim Pursuit game, on Facebook and Twitter. And you can listen to us live on mixlr.com forward slash Valencia College Radio forward slash. And then follow the interim, follow Interim Pursuit. You can watch us live again on Interim Pursuit on Facebook. And you can um, call us at 407-582-2906 and chat with us live on Facebook. All right. It's time to thank our first patron of the night, RB Advisory. RB Advisory offers cybersecurity services to businesses worldwide. They are security specialists for cloud, computer, network, and compliance issues. RB Advisory addresses active threats to organizations, patching network vulnerabilities, and preventing future attacks to your business and information. Their website is rbadvisoryllc.com. Thank you, RB Advisory, for being a patron of the Intern Whisperer. So tonight's guest is Mitchell Gross, but before we get to him, I'm going to share just a few updates. We have, as I said earlier, two more tickets to see Jacob Banks in concert. To win these tickets, you have to post a comment in either our Facebook or Instagram using hashtag Mr. Jacob Banks and something that you liked about the show. And that concert is the 13th. And we do already have a winner that has two tickets already. So that was pretty exciting. Only two left. Yep, only two left. Um, any students wanting to be part of our Interim Pursuit Influencer or Brand Ambassador program, you can go ahead and go to internpursuit.tech forward slash careers and go ahead and read the job descriptions and send your resume in. We'd love to be able to work with you. And that's nationwide. Um, lastly, we're inviting employers of all types and sizes to be a part of our Early Adopter Beta program. And so early adopter employers will be accepted to participate, to get a special price, and they need to contact me at Isabella at internpursuit.tech for more information. So welcome, Mitchell, to the Interim Whisperer. We're happy to have you as a guest. Welcome. Happy to be here. Yep. All right. So 
Um, I already know the answer to this, but our listeners don't. So where did you <laughs> attend school, and what was your major? And you went to two schools. Technically, I went to three schools. Three schools. So I went to um, community college in New Jersey. What was the name of it? Raritan Valley Community College. Did you graduate from there? I did. Awesome. So I got an associate's from there in business, and then I went to Rutgers. I transferred to Rutgers and started actually in um, sports management. And mm-hmm. I was really big into exercise at the time, so that felt like the best thing for me to go into. And then um, from there, I got an internship at Wells to do personal training and then started doing that for a couple of years. So you were all into keto diet. I'm now, gonna get to know now, keto. now, I, that's now really funny are. because I literally just started that um, January 16th. Okay, that. you've gone keto and you're totally clean, meaning like there's it's no so sweets? Well, it's pretty much no sweets, but it's um, less carbs is really the key to it. So yeah. I still eat cookies, but they're Quest cookies, and they only have four net carbs. So that's kind of the key to keto is to be low on carbs. I know. I, I am intrigued by this. I I went like uh, two days doing keto, and I think they, they said there's like keto breath is what I understood. And it's like once you start getting all of that stuff flushing out, at your your breast starts to change. It's something about the protein. Yeah, yeah. Protein I haven't had. I haven't been told source. I have a breast issue, but yeah. Um, I wanted to do an actual diet because how I've much weight did you lose? I mean, I'm not going to lose a lot, but I lost. I was 165, and now I'm one. No, no, sorry. Yeah, so I've been 165, around 160, That's and now I'm mean. 156. Wow. That's really good. You know, I can tell I'm losing body fat, and that's just kind of the goal of it is just to decrease my body fat. And I do go to the gym five days a week, so the combination together really does get the results. Is this something that's uh, something that you and your wife are doing together, or is it just you? We used to, and she's not big on. I'm. O- I only like weightlifting. I don't like doing anything else. So I don't do any cardio. <coughs> maybe five minutes of cardio just oh, to kind of stretch. Yeah, <laughs> I've gotten the results I've gotten without doing like any cardio, so I don't bother. But she likes to run. Mm. I don't really like to run, so we no. kind of do our separate things. No, but is she doing the keto thing? Oh with yeah, you? yeah. I, I gave her the idea. We made New Year's resolutions to we we went out to dinner and gave each other New Year's resolutions, and one of mine was to try keto diet for uh, a month. So do you do the intermittent fasting also? Technically, you could say yes, because if I stop eating at 8 p.m. and yeah. then not eat till 8 a.m., that's 12 hours of fasting. Yeah. But I don't do that. When my body's hungry, I keep going. Yeah. Which is pretty awesome. Yeah. I've read yeah. a lot about it. I've picked up the information. I've done it a few times, but never uh, made that full commitment. And I see these results that people come back with, and it's, an, it's amazing to me. I'm yeah. sorry. I was interrupting you. I don't know. I always just feel like there's always a catch with a diet. Just like with the switch. I will say, with keto, we kind of started thinking about it a little more, and it was like, all right, we're cutting out. You can't eat certain vegetables because they have too much sugar in them. Yeah, like carrots. How weird is that? Yeah, carrots. How weird is it that you have to cut out something that's actually healthy for you? So we kind of, at first, for the first four days, I was tracking my calories to the, like, gram. Like, I was weighing everything, and it helps helps working from home to be able to do that because it's pretty hard. But if I left and went to FedEx or something, then I would measure it all, put it in Tupperware, and take it with me, and then just log it all. But we stopped doing that after, like, four days because it was just – once you realize what you need to do, you just do that. You don't have to track it. And then also, like, 
am I really going to be in bad shape if I have some carrots? Mm -hmm. You know, so, yeah. It's kind of a trade. Well, you have to decide where you're going to take your carbs. So, like, potatoes, corn, any of those. Oh, you can't have potatoes. Yeah, you can't. Too many carbs. And pasta. No, no No. pasta. You're supposed to only have 30 grams of carbs. Which is like hardly anything. If you had one, if you had like half a potato or one potato, you'd be there already. Yeah. And it's all about the uh, ratio of fat and protein. Oh, you can have a lot of carbs. You're supposed to have 75% of the diet. Oh, yeah. I have an avocado to two avocados a day. Yeah. I love them. Yeah. I just eat them straight out of there. I know. I and cut I've it done in half that, like, and just eat it. Cut them into my uh, scrambled eggs. I usually have – my breakfast I like to have is two, <coughs> two eggs, two pieces of bacon, and a whole uh, – half an avocado. Mm, that sounds carbs so good. are in there? Well, actually, there's a good amount of carbs in uh, avocado, but um, it's all good carbs. It's all fiber. Yeah. So it's the only net carbs you get is like two to four net carbs per the pack. Mm-hmm. I actually had an app to track that, and I found it really – it was so intriguing. And and I could see that I was doing really well, but um, it there are some, some things that are not within the, my control right now to make that total commitment. But believe me, I would totally do it if, if I had the, the perfect scenario. You really just have to cut out carbs, but you get to eat a lot of good stuff still. Mm-hmm. You just don't have the sweets, so like – and and you see the results. It's a lot quickly. of lettuce and broccoli. Oh, I don't mm. touch lettuce. Lettuce is good. Yeah, but well, broccoli is good. Yeah, broccoli. I prefer lettuce to broccoli. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but it depends. Brussels sprouts. Anything that's green is yeah, going to be safe yeah. to eat. We eat Brussels sprouts a lot. Asparagus, I love Brussels sprouts too. Uh, broccoli, cauliflower is good too. Yeah, big fan white. of cauliflower. Yeah, it's the closest you're going to get to anything that looks like a pasta or potato. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you can have cheese. You can have oh, like butter, all the meat and bacon and sausage you want. You just have to cut out carbs, but you can you just eat fatty stuff. You yeah, know, which fatty stuff's good too. Yeah, yeah, it is. I don't know salami. You should have salami. Salami is all fat and protein. Mm, I don't okay. think salami has any carbs in it. Most no, I don't most think of so. meats have zero carbs. Like yeah. just ice cream. Ice cream has There's carbs. Keto ice, ice cream. cream you can do a keto ice cream. <laughs> I've seen a recipe for that. They're not as good. I mean, we're yeah. gonna try it. The key is like you can use avocados yeah. for a lot of the texture. Um, and it's good carbs, so it doesn't affect it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? See, he totally had this whole great conversation. Oh, I could talk yeah. about fitness and keto <laughs> and yeah, me exercise too. all day. <laughs> me too. Uh, so <laughs> that's really interesting. He changed. He went from fitness, sports management, over into a different degree when he went to Valencia. Oh and yeah. I don't think we've said that yet. Well, no, yeah, so we haven't gone through all your schools yet. Yeah. No. So actually what happened is um, after I did the internship, I was working at a gym. And I loved it. That I got to make my own hours. I got free gym membership, and it was a really nice gym, and it was seven minutes from my house. So Was it a school or was it private? Uh, what do you like mean? a private business, or was it the school oh, gym? Oh, it was – no, no, it was a, like, mega million gym. Okay. It was, yeah. like, memberships were, like, $100 a month for the gym, and it had wow. bas- oh, wow. four basketball courts, so running sounds track, like the it's uh, outdoor, indoor pool, like, over-the-top yeah. gym. And so – um, and I got in at the right time, so I was able to build a client base of uh, people doing training pretty well. And then my wife wanted to move to Florida. And so I was like, that's not a job that, like, is the future for me. Like, personal mm-hmm. training, there's not really much more to go b- until you get into management of a gym. Right. And so we just made the journey to Florida. And mm. that's when I switched. Into I actually tried to go to Gold's Gym here in Florida. It didn't work out. Very different. Um, from style. where I grew up, you know, where the 
crowd of people. It was harder to connect with them. And also there were about 20 to 25 trainers at the gym. And it's mm. hard to build a client base when you're competing with 25 other trainers, whether yeah. you're good or not. So only so many people are going to come in, and then only so many people are going to sign up for training. So yeah. it was hard yeah. to do. It's a numbers thing for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of gyms that are out there. I was amazed that you went to UCF, and UCF has the most amazing gym, and um, the executive jec- director there, uh, Jim Wilcox, he has over 500 employees that run that fitness center wow. out there. It's ridiculous. I have only been they to the subway in the gym, but <laughs> instead of the actual gym part. But oh, my God. They have everything. They have bar class. Yeah. They have kayaking. They have rope sports. They have things that well, nobody has imagined in the gym. Considering it's as big of a school as you said it is. Yeah, second know, largest in the nation. I would imagine they got to have a pretty massive gym. Yeah. Because especially college, it's very popular, and fitness has only increased over time that almost everybody, like, grows up a little bit, whereas mm-hmm. a lot of people didn't start until, like, yeah. 16, 17. Now it's like kids are getting into it at, like, 7, 8 years old. They're already doing stuff, and then they get into, like, fitness by, like, 12, 13. Yeah. I did sports when I was in high school, so fitness is, it's important. It may not look like it, but it is an important thing in my life. I was a swimmer, and I always liked swimming. I like gymnastics. I like walking. I'm not, I'll run if I have to, but I prefer that kind of jogging. And I really did not like tennis or anything where I had to go and stop, go and stop. They're very tiring. Yeah. It's like, I just want to go. I want to be able to just go. Yeah. What about you? Did you grow up with fitness? Um, Not really. I I was always a really small kid, so I wasn't good for a lot of sports. Um, I did karate. And I went all the way to black belt. That's very cool. Because my parents told yeah. me, you're going to finish this. And I oh. did. So you and could actually defend yourself, do you think, still? Uh, no, it doesn't n- seem very confident. No, because <laughs> no. it, it was when I was seven, eight years old. Oh, so you when were a I was little 10, guy. Yeah. yeah. So it's been a while. And, like, especially the stuff with the nunchucks. It's not like riding a bicycle. You're no. coming right back to you. Mm-mm. And you don't, have the op- you don't have nunchucks a lot. No, but there's... Wax on, wax off. Karate kid, you know? Yeah. Some of those It was actually mistakes. Taekwondo. 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 Yeah. yeah. Kind of got caught yeah. in that. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Okay. So back over here, did we get to the whole rest of the Valencia journey We didn't yet? even get no. there. Yeah. Okay. Back on so track. <laughs> so what happened is after the <laughs> training, do trying to do personal training in Florida, that didn't work out, and I wanted to find something else, and I knew for me to get into – the technology field, I had to get a degree. I felt like that was the only way I was going to be confident to go and apply for jobs was having a degree. So I decided to go to Valencia, get an associate's in information technology, and then that way I would, and then the goal was to do an internship so that I could have the lead into a job rather than just finish and then say, okay, now what am I going to do? I wanted to have something where I already put the time into it, learned it, and then I could just transition right into it. Mm. So that was that was the plan, and that's how it worked out. So there we go. Now that's all three of those schools, amazing schools too. And we'll come back to that Rutgers one later, but yeah. we'll continue <laughs> with some of the questions we have here. Okay. So, so I hear you're working with one of our patrons. How'd you land that gig? Do you know who it is? It is Simplicity Solutions. No. RB Advisory. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's the one. <laughs> so yeah, I actually got that. Working with her. Yeah. So. We met. 
correctly. It wasn't a career fair. It was you came straight through the website. Yeah, I guess so. I yeah. I was looking a lot for internships because that was a major goal of mine was get an internship so that I could have that experience because I knew I needed experience as well because mm-hmm. just getting a degree is good, but having experience, I've learned, trumps everything because yeah. yep. it's just absolutely. It's I mean, I could have gotten a degree and then my, you know, an associates in information technology is pretty general, even if you, because you don't get to that point of where you're in a deep focus of having, you know, a four-year degree where you've spent two of those years actually doing, like, really specific technical stuff. So I knew I needed the experience first. So that's why my goal was to get an internship, and that's that's all I need is just get an internship, make sure I like it, and then at least I have that experience. And then the hope is just to transition right into a job, continue to working with them so that makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so I found you, and then it, it was confusing in the beginning. Yeah. But once I understood, you know, the role, um, then, you know, started working with – so I worked through you to yeah, RB I Advisory. Yeah, and I'm, I'm that recruiter now. I kind of recruit – not kind of, but that's how it was originally morphing is I was recruiting for my clients. Right. And then I was helping because, in this case, Regine hadn't had all of the compliance training. So I said, no, you're going to stay with me for just a little bit so I make sure you get what you need. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, so I found her and then went with Regine and then rode that out for three, four months, I think it was, and then in April started working for Regine. Yeah. So it was successful. So what do you do for Regine and with RB Advisory, cybersecurity people? It's a lot. So my title is Director of Operations, um, and right now it's just me and Regine. So – She's the CEO, owner, and then I work with her. And because we're a small business, there's a lot that we both do, you know. And so it's not kind of like, all right, like she has this, I do this. It's just what is what are we doing to get the business to the next step? And that's mm-hmm. really where we're at until we can build the team to have more specific roles of maybe, you know, a marketing person, a business development, all those kind of things. Right now it's both of us doing it. So, you know, I work on the website. I reach out to people. I do presentation. You know, like I create presentations for her. Um, I join <coughs> in on all the calls. Um, so we just we're all over the place yeah. involved in everything. You know, just the goal is just to build the business. So mm-hmm. that's kind of what we're both working on. And you know, I've been doing it now. Technically, I started the internship in January, and it was working with Eugene. So it's been almost a year and a half now of working yeah. with her. So and you know, we've definitely come a long way and learned a lot of new things. You know, and just it's totally different for me because cybersecurity is a complicated industry. It is. It's very yeah. complicated. Most people kind of know what it is, but you know, maybe they think antivirus is the kind of thought that goes through their head. Mm-hmm. It goes so far beyond that. You yeah, know? you got to protect that data. Yeah. It's all about the data. And it's and even that, you know, the complexity of actually performing the cybersecurity, that goes beyond that because that's that's not I don't do the technical side of it. I'm right now more involved in the business. Um, you know, any operation involved with RB Advisory is kind of where my hands are in. Um, and then we have uh, security consultants that do the actual technical yeah. work. Along so her company is actually bigger, just so our audience understands. There's two people in-house, but she has contractors that she brings Correct. in. So she has the bandwidth to cover whatever her contract could possibly be. Right, yeah. yeah. So we're just working directly on that, but <coughs> we've got a bunch of contractors that have skill sets to every cybersecurity, you know. Yeah, from finance to the data to the analytics to just about anything. Yeah. Yeah. Anything related to cybersecurity technology, we can get that. Yeah. 
So you had a full-time job, and it was with FedEx, and I know you're still there, but um, you were married, and then you were doing this internship when you first came in. That's a lot to juggle. How did that all work out? Because you must have a really uh, understanding wife. Yeah. And, you <laughs> know, most helpful. of our people that come in are not married. Most of the students that are guests are not married, so they yeah. can't necessarily relate to this. It's definitely – I'm very organized, and so that helps a lot because you kind of have to be structured. You know, okay, you go to your full-time job. Then you come home, and you've got some homework to do for classes. And then you've got an internship as well that you've got to do. And then at the end of the day, you still got to spend time with your wife and family. I mean, right now it's just my wife, but, you know, we have to spend that time together. And then the weekends are a major time where, okay, like, that's our time together. You know, during the week, you know, we both luckily have nine-to-five kind of jobs, so we're, you know – during the week, we do our jobs, come home, come back, do some homework, do that. But um, the weekends is our time to enjoy each other and relax. So that's what you kind of have to do is just push your time in different places and say, mm-hmm. okay, like she knows I'm in school, so I'm going to come home. And like while she's cooking dinner or something, I'll be working on homework. And then I'll come out and we'll watch a couple of TV shows to relax. And but you're not in school now, right? No. Yeah. Now I'm not. Now so it's a lot easier. Were you married when you were at Rutgers or the other school also? No. Um, when I was at Rutgers, yeah, <coughs> when I was at the community college in New Jersey and then Rutgers in New Jersey, neither one, I wasn't in a relationship with either one. So that one was just go to school, do the homework. I always worked. Yeah. I, I've never not worked a job since mm. 14. So I went to community college so that I could keep working. I was working at a bank at the time. And then I went to Rutgers, still working at the bank, but I was working part-time uh, because that was – I'd stay at – like if I commuted to Rutgers, it's a 45-minute drive, so I'd stay there all day mm-hmm. and then come home at like 5 o'clock at night. Um, but, yeah, it's just juggling everything and just trying to get piece by piece put together until I only until have that privilege it. of what you're describing. My first two years of college at University of Florida was – I was just a straight student, you know, and I could – go to school, study, you know, my parents said, here, go join a sorority, so I did that, you know, it was fun. Um, Got married, moved up to uh, Tallahassee, have no problem sharing the story right now, Um, totally different major, and uh, spent way too much time, I wasn't married then, but spent way too much time with uh, the boyfriend, who's now an ex-husband, but got sent home, flunked out, got sent home, and then put myself through Rollins. So I went to school full-time, and at that point, I, you know, I was married also and studying. And so I can tell you every single step of my journey of educational pursuits has always been working a full-time job, going to school pretty much full-time, not even part-time. So I can relate to this story very much, and it's one of those things that um, I have a harder time relating to. How do you not have enough time if you're only in school? And you're not working. Like, how is that not possible? Yeah. You should I mean be making, like, straight straight A's. Yeah. Most people I know, they didn't have jobs. I mean, now I'd say it's probably different. But yeah, it, it really is different. Just, I always wanted to work because I just like having extra money. You know, yeah. it's nice to just, if you want to go do something or you want to go buy something, you have it. Whereas if you're in school, there's so many people in school who just can barely even afford to, like, buy lunch because they're yeah. just paying yeah. for school and not working at all. And, you know, and I'm sure a lot of them video games, you know, just hanging out and not that extra time they could be doing something else. You yeah. Know? But that was just kind of the way I was is I because I never stopped working from 14 on, you know, mm-hmm. I just always had a job and I never thought otherwise. I never thought 
I couldn't think of not working and not getting a book deal right now. How old were you when you got your first job? How old was I? Maybe 21? Mm. I always remember I was like babysitting when I was 12. So I kind of count that as the, and I got paid for it. So like that was the first job. My first job was the worst job. Pet sitting, babysitting, anything like that. And then I got a job. I worked in uh, the movie theater, sold tickets when I was 16. Yeah, I just wanted to work in a movie theater, too, for a long yeah. time. So, I, like yourself, I'm pretty much going, well, I've always known what it's like to have yeah. some responsibility like that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So, we're back on track here. <laughs> this has been really an interesting conversation. Um, so, we previously had Regine as a guest on the show. What did you learn during your internship with RB Advisory that you think is really, really valuable? Because you came in to help with the project management, and you're super, super organized. I mean, that was one of the things that stood out. And I know that's where Regine sings one of your highest praises is, oh, my gosh, you keep everything orderly and organized for her, and she so appreciates that. It's actually funny, just to touch on the organized part, is – um, I had to give her something, and my wife and her both work in Winter Park about five minutes from each other. Mm-hmm. So it's really easy to just give my wife what I need to give to – so I don't have to drive down mm-hmm. to Winter Park just to give her, like, you know, a pull-up banner. So I gave it to my wife. She picked it up from her, and then they started talking for a little bit, and one of the things she said is just I have I like to do spreadsheets. I, I like to stay really organized with that, and so she mentioned that as one of the things that just, you know, I have a spreadsheet for, like, everything, so it just keeps everything really organized. And that's kind of, you know, what I find. I like to use, especially Google Docs, um, you know, just to keep everything super organized. And then when somebody, if you have a question about something, it pops up and there it is. But, you know, the main thing I learned with the internship with RB Advisory is just kind of getting into a different role than I've ever been into. You know, <coughs> this was the first technology job, technology-related job that I had. It's small business, too, and something that's really different from everything else that you've done. And the thing, too, is I was kind of just thrown into it, you know, yeah. in the sense of this was how I was going to build the experience, mm-hmm. and so I had no experience doing this at all, but mm-hmm. I've always been very organized and kind of business-oriented. That, mm-hmm. and I, I mean, I got an associate's in business liberal arts in um, Raritan Valley, and then I did sports business, so I still had biz- – I took business courses, you know, right. so I had that whole background, and I just kind of understood it, but it's very different actually when you apply it. working in a real company, right, and it's right, not right. like, oh, I'm here, and now this is real. Like, this is not play business. This isn't <laughs> writing a business plan and on just something you enjoy. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, this is a real business that's trying to make real money and, you know, have real clients and that kind of stuff, and so – kind of taught me, okay, what do we need to do to actually get this business, you know, doing more things? Yeah, that was one of the things that we worked on as a business plan for RB Advisory. So he was building out the things that Mm -hmm. were all of the research side of it, and I had given him some other things. But then, you know, Regine was weighing in also. um, She had the industry knowledge, and she could say exactly, well, what her her financials were supposed to be or any of that sort of information. So it was a collaborative effort. Yeah, definitely. So I would say that your best advice to any student is make sure that they're organized, right? Being organized helps a lot. It really just makes things easier for you because (coughs) you're just trying – if you're scattered all over the place and then you're trying to gather everything back together, that's hard to do. Whereas if you're just organized from the beginning, you know, have a calendar. You know, I'm big on that. I mean, I use Google all the time and I just say, hey, Google, remind me to do this. And that way I can't forget it. 
and let it put to his put people's birthdays in your calendar if you hit remind me yearly and then just oh yeah mm. never <laughs> and never ends yeah so you yeah. have it see i have the issue is i'm off all social media completely so i don't oh. know when anyone's birthday is so you don't have <laughs> facebook giving you that notification i have nothing so my wife will literally text me and say hey it's this person's birthday and then what happens is sometimes i forget and i get too busy and i don't even text them or anything yeah so then well, i put it in it's my not phone too late i would rather get any notification than zero. I don't know. The next day, it's kind of like, hey, I forgot your birthday was yesterday, so here's today's, hey, happy birthday. To I, me, I've done that before, here's and, the and, and they always appreciate it. I agree. I agree. So it's like, I'm going to help make your birthday last for more than one day. <laughs> I so you here you go. That. Yeah. So you got to spin it into a positive. Like, you know what? Because I didn't acknowledge your birthday that day, you're going to have a week-long birthday. Yeah. I'm going to call you every day for one week and tell you happy birthday. Are you kidding? That's going to make my day. So well, I'll, I'll keep that as a note for you. <laughs> well, no. I'm going to tell you it works for anybody. <laughs> I assure you it really, really does. So. Yeah. I feel weird about that, so I'd w- probably wait 364 more days mm. until their birthday comes <laughs> yeah. back. Save it. Well, definitely for anybody that's really close to you, I think that you'll see that it's yeah, it yields like the results. That I had a friend about. who recently came into town, and I never said bye to him. And I'm like, you know what? I should do that. So a week after he had left, I said, hey, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I never said bye. Yeah. yeah. People, I think, appreciate it more than what you think, you know, because See, what you I just don't think of them. What I like about the being off social media and having to, like, put their birthday on my phone is it forces me to actually text them or call them. Mm-hmm. And say something rather than just Post put it on, on, put on the wall and then yeah. hit like and that's it. End of story. Done. Nothing yeah, else. There's no know. engagement. Yeah. So you know that's really that's really I like that that thinking. Do you not even use LinkedIn? I use LinkedIn, but sporadically. Sporadically, I, I'm truthfully I'm, you know, just off the grid. Yeah, I'm pr- like I'm on nothing. I deactivated my Facebook, deactivated Instagram, don't have Twitter, deleted Snapchat a while ago, and I just did nothing. So I'm kind of outside of the world now because, like, I have no idea what's going on anywhere. The well, only you read headlines or you get news. I search my Google feed. News feed, like, on my phone, and that's that's pretty much it. And, I post, and the thing is it only tells you what stuff you search. So, like, yeah. a lot of the stuff I search is cybersecurity. So a lot of the stuff that comes it's up is cybersecurity. <laughs> so I'm not really learning about what's going on in, like, the Governments real world. It's or more the rest like of the world. Yeah. what's <laughs> going on in the cybersecurity world, which is already what I'm doing every day anyway. Yeah. And... But yeah, it's it's nice to be off of it because this the scrolling on your phone kind of thing just gets old. I agree. I agree. It's hard for people to do, but I will say like you just have to cold cold turkey do it. I don't think it would be hard uh, because I don't. I do. I don't <laughs> look at other people's feeds because I find it to be well, kind of depressing, it's not hard for honestly. Because you didn't grow up with it. Yeah. All the kids nowadays that have grown up with it. He's saying yes, it's hard. But he's only he's only three years younger than me, so I mean he. You yeah. grew up. We grew up with it, but it's different because we <laughs> yeah, like like the '90s and the early 2000s. We grew up with it, but we weren't born into it. Right. And that's the issue. Is the kids mm. that are born into it now are they're on it and they like can't I would get agree. off of it. Yeah, like we got like when we played we as kids, choice. it wasn't just like on an iPad playing a game. Like we actually right. had to play. We went outside and played, and then it was it got to a point where maybe we were like. 14, 15 that we all yeah. started getting phones, but they were still not smartphones. It was probably until mm. like 16, 17 that the first iPhone came out and made it big. Yeah. And then you didn't get one immediately because they no, were so, so expensive. expensive. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, crazy. But I would agree with you. I was uh, outside. I was walking um, 
to, to, you know, catch the bus, get over here. And I saw these, I would say they were probably 16, 17, and the phones were there, and they would stop along the way. Oh, here, picture, and, you Gosh. know, constantly taking pictures. Yeah, they yeah. would walk maybe about 20 feet, five feet, and they go, oh, picture. I'm going, okay, this is like, how do you make any progress, <laughs> you know, because you're stopping and doing a picture point every 25 feet. That's yeah, not very yeah. fast. They, they were cute girls, but, you know, nonetheless, it was like everything. And then there were all of these different poses, and I just went, okay, I I don't get it. I do get it. But yeah, I yeah. They, they take it to a So I would agree with you, yeah. They're like, they're born, they were born into it. The phone is almost born. It's just in their hands. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, okay, so we covered a lot of stuff we there. We did. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't think you covered. Why did you want cybersecurity, though? Why so did you choose that? I won't say necessarily I chose it. It kind of came to me. It appealed to you. It it definitely appealed to me, you know, and I didn't really know what cybersecurity was, you know. Like, I had to kind of learn it because just like everyone else, you know, you might just think it's antivirus and, mm -hmm. you know, try and keep away any Trojans, you know. And yeah. But mm. it's different when you look at it from, like, a business perspective because there is personal cybersecurity where, like, you want to, you know, keep everything protected, you know, make your yeah, passwords unique. Yeah, so that unique. people are not, like, watching you through your Yeah, cameras. a lot of people cover the cameras. Um, you know, I mean, that I would say probably doesn't have the biggest effect, but, you know, it definitely helps. But even personal to a sense of just, like, keeping your passwords secure, making um, – yeah changing your passwords frequently, but the personal cybersecurity is one thing, but really what we focus on is more the business side. So, you know, I knew nothing about the business side of it because I didn't know compliance was huge, you know, and I never knew anything about compliance, and I'm sure most people don't, but it's, you know, that there are regulations you have to have for yeah, the European all your Union. data, you know, even, yeah, even just keeping people's personal data, like date of birth, name, if you keep your social you know, that kind of stuff has to be protected because that could lead to identity theft and then right. could lead to your company getting fined for that. So mm -hmm. it gets very complex. But so I didn't really know I wanted to work in cybersecurity. And, you know, like what I'm doing is a lot of um, building the business of cybersecurity consulting. So I like that part. I like the business mm -hmm. of it. And I like learning about cybersecurity because it's very relevant and it continues mm -hmm. to grow. So it's, you know, a good career to be in. Um, and there's a major shortage of people working in cybersecurity. So it's good for that reason as well. Um, but I didn't really know I wanted to work in it. But, you know, I like what I do now. But mm -hmm. it kind of just, you know, working through you and then working through Zoom, I didn't really know it was going to happen. But I liked the idea of it when we first started. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Very cool. So <coughs> we're going to jump down to a question where it's great leaders. I know we were talking about this before we got on the mm -hmm. show. You know, like who's influenced, modeled, or changed your thinking, anything like that. And you had a different spin. Why don't you tell us what it is? What does that mean to you? So I couldn't really think of great leaders that, like, jumped out to me. Like, I couldn't even think of a name at all. You know, when I oddly enough, when I think of great leaders, I kind of start to think of, like, comic book heroes because it's just when you're young like <laughs> that's who you're you think of like your heroes are literally the superheroes yeah. you know so i've always been a fan of like some of those not to the crazy level you know crazy comics but um so i don't really have like great leaders and i kind of just take little bits and pieces from books i've read or just quotes i've heard and 
kind of run with it and start to think of different ideas and just kind of do things the way that I feel like they should be and just trying to progress little by little. So I've never really found like great leaders. You know, they always say like, who's your role model? I've never had like one person I could say like, this person made me this. It's kind of like you take little bits and pieces from everything. So, you know, like I'll take some things from my Frankenstein. dad. Frankenstein. Yeah. Like yeah. Frankensteining it. Yeah. I'll take some pieces from my dad. You know, everybody learns from their family, of course. You know, stuff from my brother, from my sister, you know, and just mold it all together. And then you kind of pick who you want to be and then run with that. So yeah. that's kind of how I've done it. And then, you know, I like to – since I'm not on any social media or anything, I like to listen to some podcasts and, you know, like inspirational How do you listen? Stuff. You listen to it through your phone? I download pod- yeah. Okay, so I you have, have that. I have a podcast app. I'm, I will say I'm big on – I like the technology a lot. Like I have to have the best right. phone even though I don't do much on it. I like to have the best phone, the best technology, He's like smartwatches and everything. Yeah, I just – the just like meaningless, aimless scrolling for nothing, just being like – not to say it's worthless content, but it's just other it's people talking time. about mm. like, oh, I just had this awesome burger today. Great. So? Great. You know, like, what does yeah. that get you? So, um, but yeah, the podcast for me is a big thing, you know, because I like to hear interesting things. Mm. And that's kind of where like the great leaders turns into, I want to hear unique stuff, you know, that's going to kind of progress you or give you new thought processes. But no one person that's kind of taken me where i am now what's your favorite podcast then um i just started listening to a couple new ones i don't have the names of them i mean i could pull them out and tell you but (coughs) um i like things that are related to money i'm big on that Mm -hmm. um i think a lot of people like to hear things about money but yeah how to be better with it yeah i mean i've always been very good in my finances um but you know like investing and then also um just like money management and also interesting facts about money. Like, you know, I just listened to one that was about the business of the Super Bowl ads and I'm just always interested in the business of, you know, side of things. And I like to hear the numbers, you know, I Mm -hmm. like the stats on things a lot. Yeah. That's, that's a good thing to be. That's a good place because I think podcasts are, they expand your mind, they expand your thinking, they help you to be more creative. So I will say I don't like reading. I'm not a fan of reading. So I like to listen to things. Yeah. That's why I like podcasts because I can be running around the house doing stuff and the podcast will be playing. Or if let's say I'm driving, he said I should do a 45 minute drive. Mm -hmm. I listen to a 45 minute podcast and it's instead of just listening to music, which is always nice too, you don't get anything from that. So I would, I'd rather listen to something interesting that just kind of fills up the time and then you don't notice you're driving for 45 minutes. So, Mm -hmm. but I, I'd rather listen to a book than read a book. Yeah. I used to do that also. I used to listen to a lot of books all the time, but yeah, podcasts are the new books, I think, also. The only thing I don't like is Audible is one of the biggest ones, but they charge you like $15 a book. Really? For one, you you pay $15 a month to get one credit that gets you one book. Wow. That's That's terrible. $15 for a book? I thought it was a flat fee. No. So I know we don't have a lot of time left, but um, what is it like working for FedEx? You mentioned that you work there. That's a behemoth company there. It is. And the one, the FedEx that I work at is inside of a convention hotel. So it's a different atmosphere than working uh, by Disney. Okay. It's Hmm. uh, the Hilton and Waldorf. Okay. So the Waldorf has its own self-service one, and then the Hilton side has the actual main um, business center. 
And so we are involved with any convention that's there. We take care of all their shipments, all their printing. Everything incoming and outgoing. Yeah. But so it's the convention hotel that's a totally different atmosphere than just going to, there's, you know, by Waterford, there's a FedEx and you go in there and you pretty much maybe some students are in there printing some stuff or shipping some stuff. But like when we're dealing at the hotel, we might have like these major, major um, conferences that right. need so our support. Right, so it's all of those big things that yeah. come in. We do, all we do all the printing of all their banners and everything and do, I mean, I don't do that myself. We have a separate salesperson that does that, but... It's I enjoy the atmosphere because you're working with business people, you know, mm -hmm. people that are have very important roles. And I like working on that higher level than not to say that somebody working at a retail FedEx isn't as high of a level, but it's you're working with different people. And yeah. I like working with the business people. You like the B2B type of opportunity, not the B2C. Right. Yeah. I like it a little more professional level. You know, they expect a higher level of service because they're these big corporate people that are working, you know, like we've had IBM there, you know, and when you're dealing mm. with people who work at IBM, they're very smart and business people that they're not just coming in to ship a package to their friend in, you know, New Jersey. They're, things are a little more serious, so you got to treat right. them a little more respect and, you know, a little more serious. Yep. Okay, well, Matt, let's move into our second patron, and notice I said the correct word. Yeah. Second patron. Patron. Acknowledgement. Our second patron <coughs> of the night is Simplicity Solutions Group. Simplicity Solutions Group specializes in web design, development, hybrid mobile, and custom web apps built on proprietary application frameworks. They help businesses thrive in the digital age from web design to records management software. Their website is simplicitysolutionsgroup.com. Thank you, Simplicity <laughs> Solutions, for being a patron of the Intern Whisper Live. And we also want to give Valencia College here on the East Campus a special shout-out. We love this studio. We love Hugh. He takes such good care of us. He's the station manager. Um, we have a great atmosphere, and whenever we have a problem, they are so responsive. Right, Matt? They we love them. Yeah. Just run upstairs. and. Yep. Oh, okay. So shout-outs. Matt, who's your shout-out for um, tonight? I'm going to do, do Abby. I miss we Abby. We miss Abby. Yeah, Abby's our other co-host here. Yeah. Yeah, and associate producer. So shout out to Abby, who has a new job, and he is transitioning all of that so he can be back with us on Wednesday night. Um, over to you here, Mitchell. Who's your shout out for? I think my shout out's going to be to my wife. Very nice, Charlotte. I don't think she watched the show, but. That's okay. She, she can, can always, always watch the back. recorded version. Yeah. She can. Yeah. As a matter of fact, you can play that as the entertainment for tonight's <laughs> dinner. <laughs> it can be in the background. You can listen to it as a podcast eventually. <laughs> That's yeah. very true. Actually, we are. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Google Play and Podbean. I'm pretty sure one of those is going to be your podcast of choice. Yeah. So share it like crazy. We want you guys to always do that. Share it because um, Sergio was, uh, when we were looking at the shows, that it's the top ten shows, RV Advisory was one that had a, a lot of looks, um, he said, well, mine's going to beat that <laughs> by t tomorrow, today. <laughs> he said, I'm going to have 25 views on mine. I went, well, you go. You go do that. Share yeah. it like crazy. <laughs> so anything you share makes it obviously get bigger and drives more traffic to our employers and also to, to our own site. So my shout-out goes to all of my team, my software team, my game team, you and Abby, and then Katrina, I haven't said thank you to Katrina enough, so thank you to her. She does social for um, 
pivot and just for the rest of the team that's here. So how can you contact us? Info at internpursuit.tech, 321-422-2166. Uh, that is our number. And remember, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter. We're on um, YouTube. We're on all of those social channels. And then lastly, Mr. J hashtag Mr. Jacob Banks. Get those new tickets. And somebody needs to be writing in on this Facebook or Instagram so we know you saw the show and tell us what you loved. We, we should be missing. We just have two more tickets. Yeah, that's go it. Do it. Take us out, Matt. All right. As we close the show, we want to thank you for listening. <laughs>